K-A-L-W. The new public health order that we're announcing will require San Franciscans to remain at home with exceptions only for essential outings. These measures will be disruptive to -to day-to-day life, but there is no need to panic. It's been more than seven weeks since the Bay Area's shelter-in-place order went into effect, and we've been checking in regularly with some folks to hear how they're dealing with these extraordinary times. This is Day by Day, KALW's Quarantine Diaries, Episode 7. Okay, it's day 45. I'm a shift manager at a grocery store in Sacramento. Uh, it's my the third day of my weekend. Uh, I go back to work tomorrow. Um, I'm tempted to call out of work because I saw that supposedly there are big labor walkouts, sickouts, and uh, picketing planned. And I kind of hope that a bunch of people do call out tomorrow. Um, it would be, I mean, I realistically, I'm not going to call out, um, just cause it, I don't know. It would mean too many, uh, headaches for me and, and just kind of dealing with work and life. Day 46 and my son is on a Zoom call with his classmates and his teacher, which I am not allowed to partake in because he likes to be alone. Let's see if I could hear anything. Are you showing your class your Nerf gun? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like showing Oh, oh, today's show and tell. Uh-huh. All right. Um, and while he's doing that, I'm making banana bread because, you know, that's what we do in quarantine. We bake. It's day 46. I'm Hannah, a high school senior in San Jose. These days, I've just been having the best time with my friends. We've been kind of like Facebook FaceTiming, in a sense, online and just hanging out and celebrating each other's college decisions. Um, Because it's May 1st, so today is the national college decision deadline date. So all of us have decided where we want to go. And it's just really, really fun just being there for my friends as they commit. Um, to their various universities. Obviously, it would be better if we were there in person doing all of this, but I'm just, right now, I'm just super appreciative that platforms exist for people to stay in contact despite the current situation that we're dealing with. I know these times are hard, but that's actually, no, there's no but. These times are hard. is day 48. This is Joey. I'm a teacher. That is the garage door. It's 4.09 in the morning on a Saturday. We do this every Saturday and Monday. We get up at 4 in the morning. My partner Jonathan goes to pick up his sister in Oakland. We do really early pickups to make sure that we don't run into anyone. The experts say that it can live in the air. Um, 
We also don't have a garage door opener, so I have to get up at four to open and close the garage door so that they can get in. My name is Carmen Aguirre and today is day 48. So I had to turn over my keys to my yoga studio yesterday. And now my small business is no longer, which was my retirement plan. I just realized that there's no way that people are gonna be wanting to go to a fitness class with other people. I don't think until there's some kind of vaccination under the circumstances, I just realized that there was no way I could keep the studio alive. Even if I got a $10,000 grant, there was just no way that was gonna get me past September. So yeah, on April 30th, we signed a termination of lease. I turned over the keys and said to the landlord, maybe I'll see you on the other side of all this. He said in his very thick, accent. Coronavirus killing all the business. <laughs> he said, we just need to get through the next few months, then everything's going to be fine. I don't think everything's going to be magically fine in a few months. It's just not going to be business as usual for a long time. Day 40. Nine of quarantine. I got my kid to blow up pool. Let's see what he thinks about it. I'm also eating my taco right now. How do you feel? I feel very good. Yeah? Uh-huh. I'm happy that my mom gave me this. I'm very grateful. It's really windy out here. But it's okay. I'm happy I have my pool. It's 3.10 in the afternoon and he's in a pool in San Francisco. You know it's freezing. He doesn't care. Yeah. I've been in this pool for an hour. Yeah? Went to the dump earlier to drop off a bunch of garbage. I got to throw a toaster out the window. It felt great. I felt powerful. Today is Monday, May 4th. It's day 49 of Shelter in Place. I'm a shift manager at a grocery store in Sacramento. Uh, so biggest update today is that we're requiring customers to wear face masks when they come in the store. We had a uh, couple people who waited in line, got up to the front of the line, and then huffed and puffed and, you know, decided to shop somewhere else. Even though I was standing right there trying to hand them one, uh, they just refused to submit and, and put them on their face. Uh, the one that took the cake was... Um, you know, kind of muscly, young white kid, 20s or something, cut off t-shirt and short shorts, uh, flip-flops. And, you know, he took a face mask when he came into the store. Um, and then I got a call on the walkie that he was walking around, refusing to put it on. Uh, so I walked up to him, you know, said, you know, sir, our policy is that you need to wear a mask to be in the store. He said, I'm not going to do that. Well, okay, then I'm going to need to ask you to leave. 
Uh, and then he immediately took it to, well, you can't remove me by force. Uh, I said, sir, I have no intention of putting hands on you, uh, but I'm also not going to allow you to pay for your groceries. So you being here is kind of pointless. It went back and forth like that for a minute with me basically following him around the store, six feet behind him. Eventually he was like, so you're saying that all I need to do to get my groceries is put this on my face? To which, like, I explained, like, yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm asking you to do. And so he put his face mask on and, you know, got his groceries. I don't know, man. Like, I heard about, just anecdotally, about somebody getting shot. Like, a grocery store worker getting shot because they told the customer that they needed to wear a face mask. But, you know, just like with the demonstrations at the Capitol... Just trying to make sense of people's reactions to this. Like, it, it, it makes me angry, honestly. Like, it makes me angry when people take such offense at doing a small thing to look out for the health of others, to look out for the well-being of other people. Like, it's this whole America thing, and just this fucking chest-beating freedom... My name is Ruth Goldstone in Oakland, California. I'm a real estate agent. I've been selling real estate for 20 years. And today is day 49. This is the time of year when I would be making half my income for the year. So part of me is kind of freaking out that, you know, this could be a really, really, really bad year. Um, Part of me is saying, you know, just... I'm lucky enough to have some money in my retirement that I can, you know, use and a little bit of savings. So I'm not um, in a desperate situation, but I'm not in a relaxed situation either, you know. And so it's like, at what point does it feel okay to take advantage of resources like um, the pandemic unemployment assistance? You know, I still have these clients that want houses and need houses. You know, there's that. Um, I think it's Annette Benning scene in American Beauty. She's a real estate agent and she kind of looks herself in the mirror and is like, I'm going to sell a house today. You know, I, I have the opposite mantra of like, I'm going to, you know, meet my clients and this is a process. On a personal level, I have a certain amount of discomfort around bringing people into occupied homes at this time. There's all these guidelines. Um, But the very fact that there are all those guidelines kind of triggers you to think about, well, what we really do need to be careful. But on the other hand, you know, I do go to Trader Joe's. There's not more or less, there's not more germs in someone's house than there is in Trader Joe's, you know, but the difference is, you know, I can tell myself that I obviously have to eat and, you know, it's a different situation. Ultimately, I do need to earn income, but it doesn't feel as imperative This is Peaches Christ, and I am now reporting uh, from my apartment on day 50 of San Francisco's shelter in place. 
My uh, partner is in the kitchen baking a cake. We seem to be baking a lot of cakes. Actually, too many cakes. Way, way too many cakes and cookies. And I know they call it the COVID-19. We're all going to gain 19 pounds. Well, I have far surpassed that. And now I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for the COVID-19. So... This is day 50, and my name is Julian. I'm eight years old, and what I like about all of this virus and staying home is that once I'm finished with all my schoolwork on my device, I get to play with my toys and play Uno with my family. And what I do not like about all this virus and staying home is that I really miss my teacher. Did you do anything cool today? Yes. I was playing Uno with my family and I really liked it because I'm always an Uno champion. Mm. And I always sometimes win. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then sometimes my mom, my grandpa, my grandma sometimes beat me. <laughs> but that's okay. Sometimes you need to lose. I'm Joey. I'm a teacher. I'm Jonathan. I'm an attorney. It's day 50, which is crazy. Yeah, self-care has gotten a lot harder. Joey tried to give me a haircut. And, uh, I did a great job. Now I've got the self-inflicted COVID cut. He has insane cowlicks on his head. I really tried so hard. I think I did good on the sides. COVID cut. <laughs> Hi there, my name is Daniel Combs, and I am a department manager on feature films at Pixar Animation Studios. I live in San Francisco, and this is day 51 of quarantine. In some ways, this whole lockdown has been kind of an amazing experience for me, which feels really weird to say, and, and I have felt pretty guilty about. But um, my boyfriend, who I met back in October of last year, and I um, moved in together, uh, right in the middle of when the whole thing was happening. And, you know, it was weird because we were making all the plans and making all the arrangements and, you know, giving notice and cleaning out closets while the drumbeat for quarantine was getting louder and louder. And then it happened. And Carlos was still working. He still had his job at a gym. Um, for another week or two, I think. Then a week later, he got laid off. So he was home and I was home. Um, we kind of fell into a pattern where, you know, Carlos is a pretty late sleeper and I have a work pattern where I get up really early. The first thing I do is have a cup of coffee when I wake up. So I would make a cup for him, bring it to him. He always wakes up with a smile, which is just um, kind of an amazing thing to experience every morning. Um, it was really a change for me, and I, I noticed something about myself because of it, um, which is that I spend so much time kind of in a constant 
stressful state. Some, something I really kind of would hold myself to and was how part of how I got my work done. Um, but having him there and connecting with him in that way um, made me see that that wasn't helping me. Um, before too long, it started to slow down and we just, we just started enjoying each other. And I think that one of the things that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives is this part of our relationship and, and how it, um, it really solidified during this terrible time, really. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of a quarantine success story. It's day 51. I'm Joey. I'm a teacher. I'm Jonathan. I'm an attorney. Uh, so we just, um, the first time in 51 days, had a date. Um, so tell them about the date. So Joey planned it. Um, I had set up a tent out in the backyard. And so we played some Yahtzee. I got three Yahtzees. And then Joey wanted to play a game that her friend had sent her where um, we each get asked a question about one another and we have to say it's a yes or no question. Uh, Joey, how many did you get right about me? <laughs> I got 12 right. 12 out of 25. Um, and I got 21 out of 25 correct. I think this just proves that I talk a lot more than he does. I think it proves that I listen. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, so uh, would you do this again? Um, I have a date night? Yeah, like next Wednesday. I would do it again, yes. How, how was the tent? I'm glad I set it up. It's pretty nice. Um, how was the tent for the date? It was good. It worked well. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I do so poorly on games like that. <laughs> um, so, I guess we just have tomorrow to look forward to. Signing off. No, I don't want it to end. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you, too. Not you. <laughs> what? I love you, Joey. Not oh, not the producer. Not, yeah, not like NPR. Those were the voices of Joshua Sorotiak, Hannah Nee, Joey Sandin, Jonathan L., Peaches Christ, Daniel Combs, Carmen Aguirre, Stephanie Saravia, Julian Saravia, and Ruth Goldstone. Day by Day is produced by Gabe Graben and edited by David Boyer and Angela Johnston. Special thanks to Christopher Agusa, Julia Linus Goodman, Holly J. McDeed, Lee Romney, and Sarah Lee Sterling for contributing to that story. Thanks for listening. For KLW, I'm Hanat Baba.